Do you know what the right commission is that you should be paying your staff? Are you paying too much, too little to get them to do what you want? Well, we're going to answer all those questions and a whole lot more on today's show. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Salon Owner Evo Revo Show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Salon Scale, allowing you to charge by what you know, not by what you feel. So I think, Doug, this is one of the biggest questions that comes up all the time is, am I paying my staff enough? Am I paying them too much? And people usually base this idea around the thought of, well, what are people paying in my market, right? People are like, hey, how much do people get paid? You know, I know a salon down the street pays this, and I've heard of salons paying that. And oh, if they work as a renter, then they can get paid way more, so they think, right? This is, mm -hmm. a, this is a big topic, yeah? I mean, we've handled we've this question a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, yeah? Yeah, and I'm, I'm, it seems most people are, are thinking about the wrong factors whenever they do. And the, the number one mistake that you see is they, they don't, figure in their profit margin at the beginning. Uh, right. I know some people that's, that's an ugly word, <laughs> but it's, right. it's the reason it's the reason that you got into business. I mean, that is your paycheck as a business owner. That's the reward for the risk that you're right. taking a uh, reward for you investing your money and taking the chance that it all could go up in smoke. Um, yeah. So I think you just got to get to that point of understanding, you know, when I'm doing this, I need to work from a formula that protects my profit, not just what other people are doing. Because I think it's, you got to look at all the adjustments that you make so that the machine runs the right way, where yeah. you've got your, uh, you're, you're, you're paying the staff enough that they are in, in motivated to work for you. Uh, right. And then also that the business runs bright and there is money to pay managers and pay you for your management time. Yeah. And then also profit left over at the end, which is your reward for taking the risk to start the business. So by the way, I want to I want to know from you guys that are listening in, that are watching with us live. If you could type in, then I, I want to know. Type in the chat. What have you seen commission rates? What have you seen? Because um, I think you know we've seen people who pay out forty percent commission. We've seen people pay out seventy five percent commission. What have you guys seen? I'd like to know from you. What have you seen as commission rates that people have paid their staff and paid their stylists? Because I think this is a hot topic. And Doug, you were mentioning the three incomes that we talk about inside High Performance Salon Academy, right? Is the three types right. of income that people can make. And I think most people forget this and they kind of blend them all together in one check that they cut themselves, right? Most people, and again, right. you know, when you, when you sit with people coaching, usually when you say, what do you take home? They go, oh, I take home and they give you a number. And they, but what, what is that though? Is that you're behind the chair? And these are the three right. types, if you don't know, is that you're behind the chair income? Is that your owner or manager salary for you owning and managing the business? Or is that your profit, right? And there are other types of income, but those are the three main ones, right? You're behind the chair income, your owners and managers pay, and then, and by the way, you're the owner and you're the manager. And then the third is your profit, right? Yeah, and you know, I think you'll get clear, clear on what those are because it, if people say, well, they, oh, I make this much money off my business. Okay. Well, what do you pay yourself behind the chair? Oh, well, I don't really compensate myself for behind the chair. I just take this much money. It's totally. like, okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and so th this is the deal. 
if you want to run a real business, if you want to have a real business, hopefully with any business, the goal should be at some point to sell it because you yeah. don't want it to die when you die or die when you retire. So the That's goal right. is, am I creating this thing? Am I creating something that someone would want to purchase? And most people just don't approach it that way. They don't look at it that way that, you know, am I building something that somebody wants to purchase? Because right. then things change. Then it's like, okay, well, now I've got to run things a little clearer. I've got to say this. If I'm working behind the chair, I should pay myself the same structure that anybody else that's working behind the chair right. works for me does. That one will help your mind space of where you need to be uh, yeah. in compensation. And then, so, you know, what am I paying myself for for running the business? And then what is my profit margin? I've got to protect all those buckets so that if somebody wants to buy my business, because that's what happens, is whenever it's just, oh, I just pay myself, I just take this much money, uh, I take these draws, and I don't know where this thing about draws, you know, the <laughs> draws are just this magical thing that just kind of, it's like a, a draw is supposed to be a draw against your profit at the end of the year. That's correct. It's not just some random, you know, form of pay. I just... I just my accountant told me to take a draw, so I take a draw. It's like, you know, right. It's, I was told I'm supposed to take my money out this way because I'm taxed right. on it differently. And, and I think right. this is super important, right? And I, I see, dude, the comments are flowing in heavy today in a great way. Is like, this is a really important subject for stylists, too, right? Is if you're a stylist and you're going into a salon and you're like, well, I've heard some people, because somebody said on here, uh, Stephanie said, not us, but I've heard of people getting 60%, is it, it just becomes a game of how do I get paid the most? right? Like I want to make 60%. Well, what if getting paid 60% is not going to help you? Because if there's a salon that is dead to the world and people are not going in it, but they're going to pay you 60% or heaven forbid, not be around long enough to keep you because they don't actually know how to run their business. It, it's not going to be a great opportunity for you to be there uh, to work inside of a salon that might just pay that much. Because I think that that becomes the game. And Doug, you've mentioned it. The goal should be to properly reward your stylist for working inside the salon mm -hmm. and have them get paid at a level that they make money and the business can make money so the business can continue to grow. And as the business grows, so will the stylist. Right. And I mean, I've heard people should grow in tandem. Right. It's, it's right. It's, it's finding that thing where where the it, where it's energizing the whole machine. It's great for the stylist. It's great for yep. the salon. I mean, I've heard people doing as low as 30 percent. I'm like, I'm just not sure how that actually works. Because uh, right. I, I do want to say this, because in Australia they do pay very different commission percentages. So right. by the way, we're talking North America. And we're talking yeah, right North America, U.S., Canada. Um, yeah. But one of the things is you just got to look at, you know, if, if like if a stylist coming on, one of the important things is for because it's like if you don't, if someone can't see their future with you, they're going to leave at some point when it gets to I don't see my future here anymore. So when you've got right. a higher end stylist, what's their future? Well, their future, hopefully, is to become a shareholder or a partner inside the business. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if that business was not designed to protect the profit, then there's really not anything for them to buy into. Because right. they say, well, I, what's your I don't know. I mean, the only reason you buy a business is because it's profitable. So if right. you didn't design because it that there's way- Because there's a risk that the owner takes right. to run a business, right. and that risk is rewarded with profit. That's the whole and point. you're going to have a big problem if you get to that point and you say, okay, next level is you can buy into the business, and they look at the numbers and say, oh, well, I just paid myself this lump sum. Okay, well, then how am I getting how paid? How much of your lump sum can I take? Right. Where you know, So it's very unclear. It's almost impossible to sell at that point, and it, you will drive a, a business evaluator absolutely nuts Right. <laughs> that stuff. You got to break out. Just just do things. That if you work behind the chair, pay yourself behind the chair, just like you pay everybody else. That'll give you a lot of clarity about what you should be paying. 
uh, and then also pay yourself as a manager. And then, and then you've got something as people are coming up, they can see a future forever for them at your business, which is going to help your business. So that's, that's the reason that you need to set it up the right way that someone would want to buy in. And it's so much easier when you start off doing it the right way. Uh, or at least that you, you get your house in order well before you look at someone buying in. I ran this yeah. all the time. Who's like, oh, well, I want to start bringing on shareholders, all this stuff. And right. then it's still just messy. It's just kind of like, well, if you don't, if you don't know your numbers and you don't understand them and, and Doug, I think this comes up a lot. And by the way, I just want to give a quick shout out. Lots of you guys are commenting. Carrie Marie, mm-hmm. thanks for commenting. Sherry Doss. What's up, by the way. Good to see you popping in here. Uh, Stephanie, James Cooper. Thanks guys for, for commenting as we go through this stuff. But I think these are the problems that exist is that, and Carrie Marie said this, she said, I had somebody request 60% commission because that's what she was paid somewhere else. Come to find out she was being charged product fees. So here's mm-hmm. what's interesting about that comment, right? Is that, the, the, there's not a standardized, everybody pays this amount of money for this commission. And so you never know what is your commission paying for? You know, Sherry commented on here. Uh, she said the benefit of commission is the salon owner takes care of the business side. So you're paying for that with your commission. So you're right, Sherry. I appreciate you bringing that up, right? Is that there's a portion of the commission, like when you split up the money and this is, this is the exact topic we're talking about, right? Is how does the money break down? Cause of a hundred percent, how do we break it down and say, what piece of that pays for the business? What piece of that pays for the receptionist? What piece of that pays for the owner who runs the business and takes the risk? What part of that pays for the rent of the building? What part of that pays for the service, right, that is being done inside the salon? And you can dice it up lots of ways. So sometimes what can happen is people may pay more commission, but then they take that money back out somewhere else. So even though you're getting paid more commission, it actually means you're getting less commission right. because and it's then, math to mess with the scenario right because i mean it's also you know playing you know what's your your retail bonus how are you doing the retail bonus? Sure. that makes a big difference so when someone comes to us and they ask me i paint the whole picture for them i said yeah. this is how you can earn money down, here man. and then i show them the 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 trail forward of what your future looks like 20 years from now as i said right. now, now this is where we are this this is how you earn it so if that's attractive to you to work, you know, 30, 35 hours a week, get to the point where you're taking six to eight weeks vacation, making around a hundred grand. If that's attractive to you, then let's continue talking. If it's not, you know, because we've done comparisons. That's the whole thing, the booth rental thing. And I, I, I feel for yeah. a lot of stylists, especially because they've never had anyone walk them through the difference. So when someone says, oh, they're taking half your money, they don't know how to defend that. They don't know. Right. No one's like yeah. walked them through that. They're not. So, they're not educated on the numbers enough to have a better right. conversation. I mean, so, you know, that's one of the things we did inside the academy is we broke it down and showed them. We've got a you know we're side by side and taking everything and it comes out about the even or you, or you come out ahead on the yeah. commission side. The reason biggest thing is the self employment tax. Um, and you know if if you're gonna cheat on that, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a thief, yeah, I if you're not gonna turn in your tips, if you're not gonna do all I mean, that, there's nothing we can do. I don't you're, like. I don't like working yeah. with with criminals. So I mean, if you're going to cheat Hard the government, the truth, man, it's true. It is. It is. It's like I mean, I'm sorry. If 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 you're gonna do, if you're gonna play the game legally, then right. I can show you why commission wins almost every day of the week. If right. you're going right. to hide your money and not pay your taxes, and you can justify that however you want to. Drug dealers yeah. justify it the same way, but you're in the same damn boat. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, yeah. So here's the thing, right? We talk about this because this question comes up a lot. And this came up, by the way. I wanted to bring this subject up. Full credit. Uh, James Corvian uh, was on with me yesterday, and he was asking all kinds of questions. Like, you know, he's like, 
How much should I pay my manager to answer the phones? How much should I pay this guy to do this? How, how, you know, can I get my staff to be more outgoing if I pay them more? And I was like, you're kind of answering the wrong question because most people don't understand that just paying your staff more doesn't actually get them to change their behaviors and change their result. People think that that does. What I would, what I would argue and have that conversation today, not argue like we're gonna get a duke it out, but I'm just saying like the point I would bring up from the other point of comparison, right? Is that if you train your staff properly, and if you can help them achieve what they're after, which is earning more income, growing their own personal book of business so they can have the lifestyle that they want and you can grow it, you don't need to pay more commission. Because see, in fact, what I think can happen is that sometimes people pay more commission, they choke out the business, the business. So like, let me put it this way. Let's say you decide you want to pay. And somebody's told me this, they paid 75% commission for something. Well, look, if you're paying out 75% commission, what that tells me is the owner's not making any money. It means they're not, they're probably not doing any advertising or marketing and they're probably in a low rent area or they're losing money every single month. So let me ask you, if the business owner who runs the business is losing money every single month, how long are they going to be around? Probably not very long, right? If they're not advertising, well, what then what has to happen? Well, everything has to fall on the stylist, right? So the idea is when you split up this 100% magical pie of money is there's two ways to do it. One is say, this is the entire pie. Let's split it up and, and deal with the small pie or a, a real business owner. The way we train people in the academy is we want business owners who go, I want to grow this pie with you. So the pie becomes bigger. You get more pie. I get more pie. Everybody around us gets more pie. And it's less about how do we divide up this tiny, teeny piece of pie and all starve and be mad that we're all not getting enough pie. Right. And, and, and by the way, I'll let you buy into that pie on the big side. Right. It's if, like, it's yeah. Not, Wouldn't you want to buy into the pie that's growing? It's not an either or. I was like, if you want to buy into my business, wouldn't you want it to be an amazingly well-ran business that people love to work at? Everybody right. makes money and it's profitable. Yeah. Well, you got to set it up that way. And that's the thing that kills it. Most of the time when people do it, they, they are just not... And it's, I understand, so especially in this industry, people come from, I, I'm a, I, I know how to produce a lot. And so then they become salon owners and there's just not really a lot of education there, understanding what profit is and why profit and all that good stuff. But it's like, if you don't protect your profit, if that's not the thing that you're thinking of, then you're not going to have that thing. You're not going to have people to go. It's like uh work with some of them and it's like, you know, I'm, I, there's, I don't understand why people don't get it. No one is it's like, nobody wants to be you. I was like, I'm just sorry. You're stressed out all the time. Or nobody wants to be that stressed yeah. and, out. And no, no one. It's like, well, somebody want to buy this from why? Why would somebody yeah. want to become a neurotic, stressed out, yeah. complaining, overworked, never gets time for themselves? Yeah, that's <laughs> no time with their and, family. And the only money you make is when you're working behind the chair, and maybe you don't even right. pay yourself the full value of that. It's like yeah, that that breaks my heart really. Because I mean, it's like, look, it's such a better way. It's like we were talking before the show. It's like, man have fun with it. It's not simple, but man, it can be fun. If you've yeah. got the right people, the right tools, you know, and you're hanging out with the right people, you know, you're, right. you're, you're around people that have a can do attitude. It can be mm -hmm. fun. It's not simple. Is it challenging? Yes. Hell, what we just did this weekend, pretty darn challenging. Uh, you know, flying stunt planes and climbing up sheer cliff mountains, you know, that, that, right. had to, which, which, had which to, by the way, side, side note for that. If you've ever seen, you know, uh, 16 uh, salon owners go and fly stunt planes, it's a sight to behold, uh, climbing <laughs> mountains and flying stunt planes. That's the kind of stuff that we do. Uh, and I, I say that only because, like, look, once you get the freedom, and we were talking about this, Doug, uh, on the on our final day this weekend, 
Once you understand the power of your profit, which by the way, we teach from a framework called Profit First from Mike Michalowicz. Um, He has trained us, he's come out, he's actually done trainings with us on this is you plan for your profit. And we were just saying this this weekend because people were like, man, how, how many adventures like this can I come on during the year? You know, can I come on five, 10, 15 of these adventures and do once in a lifetime things? And Doug, you said it really well. We're sitting around the table at that dinner, um, you know, at our house in Tahoe. And he just said, you just got to plan for it. Back it out of your business. Decide, okay, if I want to go on five of these adventures a year, how much profit do I need to make? Well, if I want to make that much profit, how big does my business need to be? And then it starts it starts framing it up. And I, I think what happens sometimes, Doug, is that people don't plan from the profit and then back out the rest of their life. They just go, well, I'll make as much as I can and I hope there's some left over right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when you plan from that perspective of like, well, I'll just make as much as I can. I'll hope I'm left over. Well, then as a stylist, you have this problem. Well, I can only make this much, right? I can, I have a a ceiling. I can only make a hundred thousand a year in income. So if the salon owner takes half of it, they're stealing from me. You get that attitude or the salon owner that goes, well, I can only make this much money. So if I pay this, if I pay the stylist, you know, 50%, that's okay. But 60% is too much. And you, in your, the attitude that you come from in planning out how much you're going to pay commission is like, well, how much do they want? How much do I want? And it's like this battle and negotiation as opposed to plan for everybody to be able to make money because you you know how to grow that pie, that analogy I was talking about. And I think the deal is, is that pie is your business, Right. And if you have the gift of making the pie bigger, the percentages are less important. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny. It's like you're getting people to understand that because they, they limit the, the, the garbage that people have in their heads about some of this stuff is just yeah. is crazy. Because uh, some of them are guilty. I feel guilty for making and going into these things. So look, if you can make you know 15 other people's lives absolutely amazing and show them how to do what you do, is that okay? And in doing that, if we could give amazing, crazy, talked about service in our area to the community, is that okay? It's like get that head trash out of the way that your job as a business owner is to be architect and designer of something that makes people's lives amazing for the people that work for you and the people that you serve. And then that that comes right back around to what your life's going to be. I get yeah. that mind right about what you're doing. It's not about taking advantage of people or do I deserve this or any of that other stuff. It's like, man, just we're told so much garbage, you know, so much head trash in this world about things and money and wealth and how it all works. Because I think there's a certain number of people that want to keep this thing, that want to keep this barrier there. Yeah. And it, it and it's and the head trash does it. I mean, yeah. if you can break through that and start to give that to the people that work for you and deliver the way you need to deliver in your community, amazing things will happen. And then it's like nothing. Yeah. There is no scene. That's what I say. If you can't tell, I enjoy this uh, stuff. I'll say <laughs> yeah, um, you have a fun. So, Doug, I want to sneak one more question in because we, we got to wrap in a few minutes, but I want to sneak one more question in. You know, in the academy, we have some really amazing tools about how to determine like different levels of pay for people. We have a Genesis budget that helps you figure out, you know, what you can't afford to pay for your area based on rent. And there's no zero cookie cutter. It's and we're not going to give you a spreadsheet. You punch your numbers in and it magically tells you a formula. The way it works is we take your actual numbers, plug them in, and then you can adapt and adopt what you actually want to show as a commission percentage. And I I mean, that's those are our trainings by themselves, right? Yeah. What was that, Doug? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to mess up your train of oh. thought. So, uh, all I wanted to say is this 
is that, you know, yesterday while I was on a call, we were doing an open coaching call for a million dollar salon spot program. And somebody said, you know, Jason, it's really difficult for me to figure out what is my profit margin on all of our services. Cause they're a, they're a med spa, a salon and, you know, regular spa. And they were trying to figure out, they're like, how do I know my profitability on each of the services? They're like between, you know, doing a pedicure all the way up to doing like medical injections. Like they were trying to figure out and they're like, we have so many services. How do I figure out what my profit margin is? And Doug, do you have any advice for them to like start chunking it down in a way they can start looking at it to see what they can actually afford in any sort of basic way potentially? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the most basic way is you got to figure out what it costs you to operate your building per square foot. So, because mm -hmm. that that covers a lot of them, that 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 can give you a number to work with. So then, yeah. so if this if this service takes up this many square foot, then I know what my base cost for is that, and then I can look at what I'm paying out. What am I paying the service buyer? What I'm paying in matching taxes and and all those type things. Right. Uh, and then you can start figuring out what am I charging and what is it costing me to do the service. Uh, and, and it's super important. It's one of the things we talk about in Profit Maximizer is figuring, yeah. figuring out what it's uh, Danielle Cherwick from Canada. That was her, it's still her favorite training. Life. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, because, because it, it takes a look at each of the different products right. that you and have so that, or each, okay, each of the services is, and breaks down the profit. And the reason being is that then you figure out which one do I need to be doing the most of? Well, it's mm -hmm. the most profitable one. And sometimes we're not aware. Right. Sometimes we're, we're more caught up in the one that looks pretty and sounds pretty and sexy, right. but we're making garbage off of it. Yeah. And then you've got the basic thing that you're making bank off of. It's like, yeah. it's a business. Do the thing you're making money off of or make the other one more profitable. One of the well, two. I, I remember when we had, do you remember Ben and Lucy, right? Ben had all yep. these, they were doing really, really well. Like they had a large grossing salon but most of their major services they thought they were crushing it on, they were actually losing money to operate those services every single month. So what if there's services inside your salon right now that you are excited about that you're doing a lot of them and you're actually losing money? If you don't know the profit percentage breakdown of each of the individual services that you're offering, then you've got a problem. Because see, look, if, if you've got one product that you make, you know, one service that they spend an hour working on and your salon or spa or barbershop is making $1.50 on it, or you've got a service that you're making $15 on every single service, which one do you wanna do more of? The $1.50 or the 15? Right. $1.50 or the 15? But here's the problem. If you've never taken the time to break down these numbers, and I'm gonna be really honest, if you're listening to the show right now and you're like, I am so lost right now. Like Doug and Jason, you are speaking Chinese and I don't speak some Chinese, right? Like if, you, if this is really your Achilles heel, you need to get some support. Can I just tell you, if this is not your jam, if this is over your head, if you're like, you guys are talking about things I just don't even really get into yet, you need to reach out because what that means is, is you are probably leaving money on the table. You are probably promoting services that are um, not necessarily benefiting your salon. You're probably paying the wrong commission percent. And here's the worst thing I ever hear, Doug. I ask people all the time, why, you charge, why, why do you pay the commission percent that you uh, pay out? Oh, that's what my last salon paid me. Mm -hmm. Why did they pay it? I, I don't know. Well, okay. Why? Uh, or this, this is the other one. <laughs> this is my other favorite answer. This is my second favorite. Why do you pay that commission percentage? Oh, because uh, my last salon that I worked at only paid me this much. And I wanted to pay them more because I want to incentivize them to work harder. So you're, you're paying them more commission. Do you know if you can afford to pay that commission? I mean, we make money at the end of the month. Well, what do you mean you make money? I cut my distribution check and there's money left over when I, I can take money out. Well, do you take your behind the chair income? 
what do you mean take my behind the chair? And like, it's very quick, right? You get in this role and you can ask some questions. And within a few minutes, we kind of know if you're in trouble with what your answers are or if you're in a good spot. And if you're confused and you want some help, all you got to do is just say numbers in the comment section and we'll send you some messages and we'll, we'll start talking numbers with you. Um, we're, we're our, our commitment with you guys right now uh, that are listening to this and hanging out on the Evo Revo show is we want to make you massively educated to your numbers. We want you to be so focused on it that you become more profitable. In fact, we have a free profitable salon on our Facebook group. If you want to learn about more profit inside the salon, how do you break it down and how do you get into your budget basics so you can make sure you're there? So do me a favor, say numbers, we'll send you some information. Doug, anything you want to say as we're wrapping the show today, all about numbers, commission percentage and profit today? Uh, biggest thing I'd say, man, if you're not having fun doing this, then get with the right people and have some fun. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is, it's an amazing industry. It's amazing people that are in it. If you're, if you're just not having it, find a group of people, whether it's us or whether it's somebody else, yeah. but damn it, enjoy it. Come on now. That's all I got it's to all say. right. It's all right. You should, and again, that's played out. If today was helpful for you, do me a favor and comment helpful in the comment section. I hope today's advice, I mean, I know uh, we could do this for like another seven days straight is talk about profit and break it down with you and go and go through all that. But man, oh man, is that the piece that really turns your business into something in the future? And, you know, uh, James typed this in uh, on the chat up front. He said, this is gold for any business owner. Am I creating something that someone would want to buy? right in the future. And if you're a salon, and I, I saw this yesterday, somebody sent me a message and said, Jason, my salon is really struggling. Do you know anybody who would want to buy a salon in my area? And I'm like, why Why would anyone want to buy your salon and take and pay you top dollar for your salon that's struggling and not going well? Because people think they're buying the chairs. They're buying something in the salon. We want them to buy the business, not just the stuff. So if this was helpful for you, like I said, comment helpful. Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for checking out the Evo Revo Show. Thanks, Doug. Awesome, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Evo Revo Podcast. Today's podcast was brought to you by SalonScale, allowing you to charge by what you know, not by what you feel. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and you can always get more information, including show notes and the video episodes at EvoRevoPodcast.com.